Wine and Shine, where Tracy takes a closer look at issues that at first glance seem to be a permanent part of Luxembourgish life and hopes to find out who or what can solve them. Every few months, posters calling people to donate their blood are plastered all over Luxembourg. Yet, bloodstock levels still approach dangerously low levels at certain times of the year. Since blood donation is a completely voluntary gesture, unless you consider the drink and biscuit after your payment, is it that people are reluctant to donate, or does Luxembourg just need an absurd supply of blood for its hospitals? To better understand why Luxembourg seems to suffer from a perpetual shortage of blood donors, and to demystify the practice itself, Vincent Ruc, communications manager at the Luxembourg Red Cross, came to talk on this episode of Wine and Shine. The Luxembourg Red Cross recently launched another campaign for blood donations. But why is it that the organization regularly has to remind people to visit the blood transfusion center? According to Vincent Ruc, uh, with the new surgeries, techniques, we see that basically they don't need more blood uh, year after year, even though the country is having more and more inhabitants. What has happened and what we have seen over the last few months, few years now, is that it's getting harder to get blood donors to come to the blood transfusion center to give their blood. And it's not unique to Luxembourg. It's a situation that is known quite well in France, in Belgium, or in Germany, or many other European countries. We don't really have an explanation for why it's happening. I think it's different factors that add one to another. Maybe people, when working at home, they are not close to the donation centers and it's harder for them to get there. And their colleagues being at the office, since their colleagues are not physically present, have a little bit more to do or to handle in the office at that moment and they have a little less time. Maybe after the pandemic, people are getting a little bit tired and need a little psychological rest and they don't have the energy to come and give blood. Or there are maybe other factors that we don't really know about. The issue with blood is that it cannot be manufactured. It has to come from another human being. Specifically, someone above the age of 18 but below the age of 65 who weighs more than 50 kilos and who is in good health. It also has a limited shelf life. Blood is usable for 42 days only, while platelets last 5 to 7 days. There are, of course, many precautionary criteria to take into consideration as well. These criteria can lead to a donor temporarily or permanently not being able to give their blood. People who have been ill, for instance, or visited tropical countries, gotten tattoos, recently gave birth, or have had cancer, cannot give their blood for a few weeks or months or years afterwards. There are two kinds of contraindications. The first one is to protect the donor, and the second one is to protect the receiver. When you have been sick, when you have taken medication, when you're a woman and you have been pregnant, we ask you to wait a little days or weeks or months just to be sure that your body recovers. Because basically what you give is an amount of blood that, when you're healthy, has no impact on your body or on your health. But if your body is a little bit weaker or has been fighting a disease, it has already been under stress. So 
wait a few days, weeks, months, and then come and give blood, and you'll be in the same healthy condition after donation than before. There are other contraindications that are about protecting the receiver. In, in the language of the blood transfusion, it's uh, risky behaviors. It means that if uh, you have done something like getting a tattoo or a piercing, you might have got a disease that you didn't even notice because your body is strong enough to fight it. But there might be some bacteria, viruses or whatever in your blood that might be a danger for the receiver. And the receivers are already either injured or sick, their body is already fighting something and we don't want to add a problem to the problem that already exists. So there are criteria and those criteria are based on those risks. Another counterindication that seems to exclude people and that has been at the heart of debates for a long time is that people who have sex with men having sex with men, in short MSM, cannot donate blood. In the past, people had to indicate their sexuality when they registered as a donor. If you were gay, you just couldn't become a donor. Since 2021, however, people who, regardless of their gender, have sex with men who have sex with men, can't donate. But is this still a relevant precaution today? When you have had sex with men, you can donate in Luxembourg directly your blood plasma. And uh, we'll analyze it, we'll keep it aside. And when you come back three or four months later, give your plasma again and your analyses are still good and clean, your first donation will be released and will be distributed. If you haven't had MSM, if you didn't have sex with a man that ha is having sex with a man during the last 12 months, then you can give your blood directly. If you have changed your sex partners or have had more than one sex partner during the last four months, we ask you to wait four months before donating your blood. And all those criteria are still relevant because there's a kind of a window where you can have a disease, but even though we analyze every single blood donation that we receive with all the traditional and known disease that we can detect in the blood, you may have it and we may, very unprobable, but we may not detect it because it's too on a low level that we cannot detect it. This, then, doesn't just apply to MSM, says Ruck, but also to people who were in the UK during the spread of the mad cow disease. It's not meant to be discriminatory. It's more meant as a protection for the receiver. In blood transfusion, we are working with the target of 100% safety for the receiver. We do not want to take risk, even though it's a less than 0.001% risk. We try to get to the zero risk because it's statistically should not be a problem. But if ever that happens, you have one person that will have quite a problem if ever he gets syphilis or HIV or hepatitis, his or her life will be changed for something that we could have avoided without those rules. In a year, the Red Cross in Luxembourg was able to attract a lot more citizens to register as donors. This year, there were around 15,000 donors on the list. Last year, they were around 13,000. But why does Luxembourg need even more donors? Are these not enough? The number of times the donors come and give blood has really decreased. It might be because there were contraindications, because they got sick, because they got an event in their life that made them unable to give at that moment. 
But that's one of our challenge is to keep on having new donors because the more donors we have, the happier and the better it is because we then have a population of donors that will fit the population of receivers because they will be the same person in a way. They, 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 have the, they will have the same profile, the same blood types, and will be able in a much smoother way to match the demand of the hospitals. Growing their bank of donors is even more so important before the summer holidays. Luxembourg in the summer can appear deserted as people go on trips to warmer destinations. But we have to work better with the donors that have already given to contact them in the better way, to tell them that if you get an invitation from the blood transfusion center, it's because your blood type is needed. It's not randomly that you are invited to give blood if you have already. It's because at that moment, it's your blood type that is needed by the hospitals. During the summer and winter holiday periods, people are either out of the country, covering for those who are out of the country, or at risk of having caught a virus or cold that could affect them or the receiver. So showing up to the transfusion center before leaving the country is recommended. Then there is the issue of making people show up. One of the problems with attracting donors, especially young candidates, lies in the difficulty to access practical information. The organization has been trying to find ways to make it easier. We've just started, uh, the 14th of June is the World Blood Donor Day. And on the 13th, the day before, we launched a new website and we started an, a new approach and a new communication campaign that will be developed over the, the, the months that come, where we try to answer more, more directly those questions. And for example, it's now possible to make an appointment online to give blood, whether you're a new donor or an, an existing donor. And you go on www.donduson.lu, or if you have Doctena, you can use directly the Doctena app to take your appointment online. Another issue is that since the blood transfusion center is only open during working hours, you have to be able to take time off work to go there, give your blood and take a short break to recover. Some companies allow their employees to take this time off, but not all. However, the Red Cross tries to offer other options outside of its main centre by organising temporary centres, satellite offices or visiting companies directly. So it's possible to give your blood closer where you live or where you work. We have uh, some companies that organize blood donation sessions in, in, in their facilities. And uh, we have the same team that goes to those locations. And we work on developing partnerships and, and enable companies who have kits for information to spread information within them. But what actually happens if you choose to give your blood? first thing is now that, so you take your appointment online, you register online and you eat normally, you drink normally, you come to the welcome desk and we just check that you are you. <laughs> we ask for your uh, ID card, if you have already given, if you have your blood donor card and so on. Then you get a questionnaire, you can download it and you don't fill it more than 24 hours before your donation. If you don't have, you get one, you check the little boxes with four pages of questions. Then you have an interview with a health professional, whether a doctor or a nurse, to check that you can give with no danger for yourself or the receiver. 
if it's good, then you get to technically really donate your blood. The blood, it's technically the moment you're having blood taken, it's 10 to 12 minutes, no more. Then it's time for a snack, drink, a little drink, a little sandwich, a little something, we provide it. We ask people to stay 15, 30 minutes to be sure that you don't have any trouble after the donation. And then you're free to go and go back to the normal life. If you give blood plasma or platelets, it's another system. You, you can donate your whole blood or you can just give your blood plasma or your platelets. And then it takes a little bit longer because you, we, we have a, a machine that takes your blood, extract platelets and blood plasma and reinjects red blood cells in your body. And then it's more like 45 minutes, one hour, once again with appointments. If you're a new donor, you'll have to count a little bit more time for an in-depth interview of your entire medical history. The Red Cross has also launched a new barometer on its website where you can follow the different stocks it has for different blood types. This way, you can decide whether your type is needed right now or if you can hold off for another week. Luxembourg's stocks are quite small though, so the levels can change drastically from one week to another if, for instance, there has been a major accident on the road. From one week to another, we can go from there's no problem to we don't have it anymore, we really do need it. So it's, it's in an, an indicator and it does not mean that because your blood type is in a good situation at the moment you check, well, you can still take an appointment because we need it anyway. We don't put anything in the trash. <laughs> we, we, there's, no, there's, no too, there's not too much blood in any kind of type of blood. So while the Red Cross in Luxembourg tries to find ways to better reach people and incite them to join its donor bank, will the responsibility always lie on the organization? Should the government not be implicated? To this, Ruck says. And technically we do have on the Red Cross side have to work of giving more information, of explaining more, of being more with the smooth process so that you can take your appointment, you, you, you can go faster when you come around here. But we, we have to, to inform more people, tell them more what blood is useful for, what it's used for, why is it, it is needed. But basically it goes back to the person and saying, I want to help someone. And there's an easy way and giving blood is one of the easiest way to help someone. And if you cannot give because you are too young or too old or you have been sick or whatever, it doesn't mean that you cannot talk about it and explain to your neighbor, your friend, your family that blood is necessary and blood donation, giving blood, is something always useful. The Ministry of Health uh, has uh, decided to support us for the new campaign that we have launched, so we, we are all in this together. Basically, it's the mission of the Red Cross to collect blood for the hospitals in Luxembourg. So it's, it's our mission. And it's not just one person or one organization's business. It's everybody's business. So government supports us. We do our best. We can be better, but we do our best and we try to improve. But when you give blood, it's a free decision. You decide to go there and give or not. And it's everybody's decision. Lastly, while it is a voluntary gesture, blood giving is a sign of a healthy society. It's just solidarity. We're together in this. We'll probably all need one day blood transfusion. And when you give your 
blood, you can help up to three different people, whether your platelets, your plasma, or your red blood cells. It's one of the rare moments where you really can say, after having given your blood, that you have saved a life. If you want to sign up to become a blood donor, or if you have any questions regarding this, you can visit www.dondusan.lu. That's www.dondusan.lu. That was Wine and Shine with Tracy. 